Hey guys, this is Laura. We are going to be interviewing Pat today. Pat is a PTA who has been working in the field for about seven years now. And um, we are diving into multiple topics. So this is actually going to be part one of three um, as we go through working with family members who are in the field to uh, PRN to just working with kids. We're diving into a lot in these three-part series, so make sure you stay tuned for each episode. Um, Until then, let's go ahead and dive into it. You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken and Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. All right, guys, and we are back at it again with Pat. Pat, thanks so much for joining us. Um, Thank you. And being a little bit of flexibility on our end, too. Um, and then also, you know, glad to, to get you on here finally, um, which is great. Uh, so let's go ahead and just have you just kind of start with introducing yourself. Give us a little bit about you, a little bit about where you currently work, how you got in the field, and even just about, you know, your life. If you got any fun personal stuff you'd like to share. <laughs> sure. So, uh so uh, obviously, my name is Pat. Uh, I've been a PTA. It'll be seven years in October um, for me working as a licensed PTA in the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, I have exclusively worked in outpatient that entire time. I've never really kind of you know bridged into any other settings. Um, I've worked for three different employers in that seven-year span. Um, the current employer that I'm with now, I've been with since the beginning of the year, essentially. Um, I was floating for them for the first like seven, eight-ish months of me working there and recently took a, like a permanent position at one clinic within the same company. So, um, so it's been going well in terms of, you know, being at one location, it's, you know, I, I, the floating thing was okay for a while, but then it was like, you know, once that spot opened up, I was like, okay, I think it's, you know, it's time to uh, settle down in one spot here and, you know, call one Mm -hmm. location home versus kind of doing the tour, tour de force throughout the whole company. So, oh yeah. (laughs) At least like, uh, when you do something like that, though, you get to meet a lot of people. I've met a ton of people, yeah. yes. And <laughs> work under different lost, PTs. And... Yeah, absolutely. Get some different perspectives, you know, see how different people approach different things. So um, yeah, it's been good for that regard. And, you know, it's, 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 you guys know as well as I do probably that it's a small world out there. Like, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised how many people I've met that are like, oh, you know this person. And, like, you know, you know. So it's, it's, uh, the world is, it's, you know, closing in pretty rapidly in terms of like, you know, how many people I've met and whatnot. And I was like, how many more could I possibly meet while I'm doing this? But <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to come across just about everybody as far as yeah. only being in out, like you've only been an outpatient just cause you don't want to do inpatient or just the opportunity hasn't been there. Um, I think like, that's just, I think that's just a desire more than anything else. And I think that kind of leads me, you know, you had asked Laura about how I got into the field in general. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess that, that, that's, that's a good, <laughs> a good spot to pick for the origin story. So my mom's a PT. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Uh, so my mom is on approaching year number 45 of practicing. Wow, wow. Uh, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah, she's yeah, she's been doing long enough. She has a bachelor's degree. That's uh, that we're talking like dark times here. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's something. Yes, she's yes, like, I'm so glad yes. I'm grandfathered in. <laughs> yes, and I and I hope and I will tell her that I'm on this podcast, and I hope she listens, and I hope she gets the age <laughs> reference. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're like, that one she, was for you, mom. <laughs> that was for you. She knows exactly who got her, who got me into this field and she has the right to call herself old with three grandkids. So it's all right. But, <laughs> but so uh, as far as, you know, I, you know, kind of grew up going, you know, my mom. So uh, another sidebar story here is that my mother used to work an inpatient and actually the, what made her switch to outpatient was she was working. I think she worked in like a rehab setting before then. Um, she actually had a patient collapse on her and die in the parallel bars. Oh. And she was like, yeah, that's, that was the end of me working in inpatient. Like I went down. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, after that I'm, I was done. So that's what made her switch. That I think that would happen well before I came along, but um, I knew that, I knew that she had been an outpatient from the majority of her career, but I didn't realize that there was actually a period of time where she wasn't, and that's why she switched. So, um, so I don't as far her. as, yeah, I know. <laughs> so for me, I, I grew up like, you know, visiting her at work and stuff like that. So that's to me, outpatient was always home because that's where mom worked and that's where I knew her setting was. And that was also before I knew PT existed in how many other venues between like skilled nursing and, you know, inpatient based and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, or even home health for that matter. Um, so that's, I think that's kind of what originally drove me towards outpatient and why it just felt like home for me from the start. And, you know, and both of the tech jobs that I held before I went back to PTA school were both in outpatient clinics and I just never really got away from it. So and just kept so settled back. In, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I never really, to be fair, I never really tried. I mean, I did, you know, like we all know when you go through PTA school, you have to do clinicals in every setting. And I didn't mind, I didn't mind the acute care clinical that I did. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit, but I noticed that it, it's difficult to work in that field because you don't have a lot of follow-up with people. Like you might see mm-hmm. them once and then never see them again, right? Um, but I know that you've really got to be up on like your physiology and stuff like that, because you've got to know lab levels. You've got to know like, Hey, am I going to see this person because they had this test done today or, you know, what they're, you know, are they going to leave their room soon? So, um, it was definitely challenging in that regard, but I don't know if I would like it from the sense of like not having that follow up and knowing like what happened to them or how they progressed in it or anything like that. So that's yeah, like my phone. <laughs> so you yeah. build more relationships and outpatients for sure. Like you'll see Absolutely. them too much. rapport with people, right? Yeah, yeah. Really gets to know. But I agree because I was in an inpatient rotation as well. Uh-huh. And yeah, like you said, like lab works, what their platelets are at, what their hemoglobin is yeah. at. Oh, they're about yeah. to dialysis. Should I? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be out. They're not going to want yep. therapy. You're but not getting I them on dialysis like, days. Nope. Yep. Yeah. And like the yeah, transfers, that... I think that comes more. You need to know, you need to know more of those things when you're doing inpatient. Outpatient, yeah, we don't. Correct. Really, is I would it not all, be good at that. <laughs> uh, which one? <laughs> the, the the knowing labs? all of the labs and everything. Um, the physiology part of anatomy was not my strong suit. So I don't like know if that, it was the same for you, Pat. But for me, it was like the the colors would change. So if it was red or yellow, it was like you don't even have to like memorize it. I'm sure like after you're there for a while, you'll start to know which levels are bad. But if it was black, that means you're good to go. If it was yellow, it's like, okay, maybe proceed with caution. If it was red, it's like, oh, hey, pay attention to this number. It's a little lower or higher than it should be. Sure. Um, I, I don't think the EMR system that my acute care clinical used that because I, I remember just seeing the screen and just all like all of the stuff was on there. It looked like calculus to me where it was just a bunch of numbers. <laughs> and my, my CI would look at it and just go, oh, we're not seeing that person today. Yeah, they're 
yeah, they're that that's way too high. And I'd be like, what's too high? What are you talking about? And, yeah. so, I think I'm looking at a, a foreign weird. language right now. <laughs> what are you looking uh, yeah. at? Because I don't think yeah. this is English. It's, it's, it's 100% in Serbian. It is. Uh, you won't tell me otherwise. Yeah. But so you grew up pretty much an outpatient. Um, I'm also a... Yeah. I don't... I, I, I don't even know what you consider us, but my mom was is also a PTA. Um, okay, sure. So she she also uh, is uh, we'll just say before the time of you know same thing, masters, doctor, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. So she's been treating for a good amount of time too. Mm-hmm. Um, but so with that, you said your mom's a PT, correct? Correct. Now, yep. did she, my mom always kept trying to get me to go into PTA. Originally, when I was going through school, I went and did my undergrad in kinesiology. I was on a swim scholarship. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to go DPT, mm-hmm. um, mainly because I thought it'd be funny just to be Dr. Laura, just because of the show. I thought that would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yes, that that was the whole reason. The, honestly, that is that, the whole that's reason. What, that I was your driving to, factor? That was my driving <laughs> factor. But mom was like, go PTA, go PTA. You're going to treat more with patients you got less paperwork Mm -hmm. now did your mom try to convince you one way or the other once you were like hey i want to switch and go into this field no definitely not um she i mean she would have been happy i mean and i i I don't even joke when i say she's like top three one of the nicest people you'd ever meet um she she would have been happy with whatever i chose to do i mean i it sounds like we actually had a similar career path choice where i actually i got i went and got my bachelor's in kinesis before i went to pta school so it was like yeah that was my original plan and i was not nearly strong enough of a student to get into pt school at all so uh that plan fell through the roof pretty quickly but um no there, there was not there really wasn't like a push to go one way or another, like PT versus PTA. Um, she would have been happy either way, but, um, but yeah, that really, I mean, she definitely encouraged a lot. Like, you know, my first anatomy <laughs> and physiology class was my senior year of high school. And when I really started enjoying that class, she was like, you might like what I do for a living then. Like, you know, just kind of snuck that in there. Yeah. Just a subtle, subtle, subtle push in that direction. And then I kind of ran with it and, was like, okay, this is what I want to do for sure. So, yeah. And she's like, I'm not complaining here. <laughs> no, no, of course not. She's yeah, like, I mean, great, great yeah. choice in career. Right. Like I said, she would have been happy, happy with anything. But at the same time, yeah. I think she, uh, she was definitely thrilled when I, you know, actually think, decided to go to BTA school and stuff like that, and actually like pulled the trigger on it. Yeah, I think there's a little pride in our parents when they get to see us kind of enjoy something that oh, yeah. they also enjoy doing. Hundred uh, um, percent. Yeah, absolutely. So, it is fun to share that little bond. Now, I know with my mom, um, kind of just, again, because relating some of my, does your mom do this? My mom, because of the fact that she did more inpatient, she's always kind of stuck around inpatient or home health mm-hmm. for a little bit. But she would always, you know, when they went to school, things were a lot different and there wasn't as many modalities or there weren't some updated stuff. My mom will always go, what's the new thing? She'll come to me and ask me like of different treatments or get bounce ideas off of me. Does your mom ever kind of do the same? Do you guys ever talk about things like that? Run past each other? Uh, not specifically. Um, I, I know, I know she has always had the curiosity to learn new things in general. I mean, that's just one of her personality traits, like not specific to the physical therapy field. Um, mm-hmm. 
because I know I, I remember even when I was when I was younger, she would go to like I remember when she went to one in Minnesota. She would go to continuing ed courses like all over the country. Um, she went to one in Minnesota. She went to one in Florida, and and it, there was just that like inner innate curiosity to keep up with the field and keep going with like mm-hmm. what the new thing is. And I can't yeah. say that she's necessarily reached out to me like, on a regular basis. Like yours has it been like you know what are you doing in clinics now? Like she, cause she's still working in one. So, yeah. Um, but no, I don't want to say that she's necessarily like, you know, we've necessarily bounced ideas off of one another. I think if anything, it's usually just me venting to her about what's going on at work and more than anything else. But and she was a great yeah, listener. So that happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think we all do that. If we all have that one parent or you know, both parents that will listen. Then we always just kind of go back to them on that. So, yeah. Yeah, no, my mom uh, definitely, uh, well, the thing with her, her and her PT are kind of on the older side of just, sure. like, being in the field. So, like, the two of them just kind of had their ways. And so when she started switching over to a different, her PT retired, she's like, wait, what's, what's new? Like, she got a little more curious yeah, because things, right. you know. Sure. You know, she started seeing some new things. So, um, definitely, it was pretty funny when that started happening. I'm like, why are you coming to me? <laughs> Yeah, well, something right. like like BFR. Does your mom does your mom know about that, Laura or Pat? Like, uh, she does now. <laughs> we okay. actually uh, just yeah. had a conversation about BFR. In that she she came to me about BFR because she was going. So my mom technically is out of the field now. Um, I told her she's mm-hmm. not allowed to go back. Uh, she was diagnosed with ke- uh, cancer stage four, and so she's on chemo permanently. And because of that, mm. she has neuropathy issues. And I'm like, you can't balance yourself. You're not balancing someone else. Um, so she Seems actually safe, had yeah. joint issues. Yeah, right? Fair? I thought yeah, that was fair. Yeah. And she's like, Seems we'll, safe, we'll yeah. see. And I'm like, yeah. there's no we'll see in this mom. <laughs> we're, again, we're our own worst patients. <laughs> oh, 100%. Uh, absolutely. But... Um, so with my mom, she had to go in for joint issues. And so they somehow it came up a BFR. And so she came to me and she's like, have you heard of this? And I'm like, yeah, actually, A, our clinic does it. Um, I've put it on patients um, after they dictate all the what Parameters you call it. Thank you. Yeah. I could not yeah, really think of that. Um, and then I personally, I've experienced it because we use it for a lot of my physical therapy for my foot. So, you know, it was, it's fun to kind of have that relationship where we can just chit chat about something that, you know, and understand it too. Like you can talk to like, my husband's not in the medical field at all. Um, Mm -hmm. He's in the tech world and I could tell him what's going on. And he he literally will say, you are speaking a whole different language. Yeah. He goes, I have no clue what you guys are talking about. Yeah. It's nice to have someone like. Yep. In the family who you can go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband makes fun of me because he goes sporting events are, he goes, are a very interesting, unique perspective. He goes, your family, there's an injury on the the TV. And he goes, your family rewinds for the injuries to figure out what just happened. He goes, you know, most families don't do yep. that. And I was like, oh, well, oh yeah. What? <laughs> no, yeah. I, I admittedly, I do the same. And I think the, the most recent example I thought of was, uh, was the the NFL playoffs last year that uh, Dallas Cowboys halfback Tony Pollard broke his leg in mm-hmm. their playoff game against the 49ers and during the broadcast I think they said that he rolled his ankle and you could see the definitive snap yeah what happened and I was like oh no You're that's like, that that was no. the ankle that he broke that bone no, no way no way so no. They, somebody's being generous with the rolled ankle part there like there's a broken <laughs> leg there for sure so yeah I will say if you do fantasy football being in a PTA field 
or just PT field in general is the leg up because you read those injuries and you're like injuries yeah they'll they'll come back sooner than they say or ooh yeah no that's going to be out longer than what they say too I use it to unless, my advantage unless you would do it with coworkers and everybody's in the field so then the yes. advantage oh, is yeah. gone and then everybody, there goes your advantage too yeah yeah <laughs> does uh, your mom know about BFR Pat does has she talked about that if she wants to try to stay current with everything going on or you're not sure. I, good question, actually. I don't know. So if uh, if, she, if she listens to the podcast, mom, uh, text me and let me know if you know about it. I, <laughs> I actually don't know if you do or not. So, yeah. Yeah. I know. I would definitely say her. it's taken a... I feel like it's a new, like, taping in a way right now. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I could see that. It like, might stick yeah. around, but it's just... It's definitely, sure. I feel like, growing quickly. Um, but, so, we did talk about how you have had three employers... Um, Correct. Personally, I feel like that's a little low for the amount of times, the amount of years you've been in the field, um, just based off of kind of a lot of people we've discussed and talked to. Mm-hmm. Um, we've hear, sure. We hear a lot of transitioning happen, happening uh-huh. and definitely, um, I would say more recently, I know you recently switched, but like kind of what are your reasons of why do you switch? It, you know, you're not looking for a different setting and that's usually yeah. the most common one. Um, what are kind of the things that you look at when you're deciding like, Hey, maybe it's time to get out or maybe it's time to move on or grow somewhere else. I think, uh, I mean, especially, so my first employer that I had when I immediately got out of the field was, um, the same company that I was a tech for before I went into PTA school. So it was kind Mm -hmm. of built into my interview that I was like, okay, you know, when I interviewed for the tech position that is, they were like, okay, well, if you go to school and come back you know, as a PTA, that's a real thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had been with them and that when I took that job, that was my like, okay, I'm just going to work here for the rest of my life. Like everything's good. Um, and you know, like everything else, things start to change and you know, the company started to get bigger. They, at the, when I joined, they only had two clinics and now I think they're up to seven or eight now. So they really wow. have expanded wow. quite a bit. Um, and, and that's all within the scope of about less than 10 years, probably. So I started wow. working for them in 2014. And as of now, they're not even at the 10 year mark. And I think they're up to seven. So, um, so uh, yeah. And, you know, part of that was also that I just felt like I needed a change. I felt like I'd gotten stagnant in the, my current job. I mean, uh, part of that was also a life event too. My son was born in December of 2021 and I was going to, to, I was originally going to plan to go part-time with them, but then I, you know, I talked to another friend who had also left that same company and he said, you know, Hey, have you ever considered doing PRN work before? And I was like, no, what's uh, what's the deal there? Um, so then I kind of got the lowdown with him and honestly, for the longest time, I was afraid to leave that first job because I never knew anything else. So I just kind of had that feeling like, you know, oh my, like what's going to happen if I leave? Like, you know, it was, uh, it was a legitimate fear. Is it really greener of, on the yeah, other side? Yeah, it's really yeah. much better. And, um, you know, I did the interview for that PRN position and um, I was lucky enough that they offered on the spot. Um, and I, I, like, I think it was almost a gut reaction that I just said, yeah, let's do it. Like I kind of like gut checked myself on that in that moment. Um but it was good. I mean, honestly, it was. I, I'm glad that I did that move because I felt like it really gave me the flexibility, you know, to spend that first year with my son. Because um, mm-hmm. I, you know, basically worked anywhere up to like 20 hours a weekish, and then I got to spend the other 20 hours with him at home. So, 
Um, that was definitely important for me in that first year to kind of get that extra time with him. Not to say that that was, it was any easier being a part-time stay-at-home dad, but, um, there were definitely days where I was like, yeah, I need to go to work. Like, we all, every, every parent has that day where they're, you know, like, you know, you see a lot of parents now that, you know, school's coming back into session. People are, you know, there are a lot of parents that are like, finally school's back in. Like I need a break from this. <laughs> I love you. Um, but bye. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, but, uh, my next switch was on it. Honestly, it was nothing personal. Um, the, the second company was selected that we had talked about Laura. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was nothing personal against them. It was just, I needed a full-time job. Like, you know, we got to, we had saved up enough money for me to work part-time for that first year of my son being alive. And then after that, we were, we had operated under the assumption that I was just going to go full-time somewhere again. Um, so I you know I've been on the hunt. I was on the hunt for a full-time position for them and they just didn't have anything for me. And I kept saying like, Hey, mm-hmm. I need to, you know, I basically, here's my timeline. Like it's nothing against you guys, but I need to be full-time by this time or I got to yeah. look around. And, you know, I started looking around and, you know, the, the position or the, not the exact position, position I'm in, but the flow position that I did before I took the one clinic um, came up with my current company and I interviewed for it and they offered. So I was like, you know, okay, sorry. I, you know, I got to take the full-time spot where I can get it. Cause you know, I think I, you know, who knows if I still were with them, if I would still be looking for that full-time clinic even now, or if I would have gotten one by now. So, yeah, so. yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's scary. Um, I have very, when I left, yeah. um, when I left my company, it wasn't even because of the people there. I actually loved everybody I worked with. It was like family. Um, Ken was there, but he can say it. He knew. I cried. Like, as I was giving my two weeks notice, but, like, I was so burnt out from yeah. just the way they had set it out. Up And yeah. then, you know, then they... I feel asked, that. I tried impatient, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> not for yeah, me. Yeah, not, not working. Huh? <laughs> not working. Um, so, totally that understand that. Like impatient setting? Mine? No. Yeah. No. Okay. No, no, no. no. Okay. I, I did a little bit of inpatient in clinical rotations where it was long term, retired, and acute. Um, so it was a mix. And then I went to an acute rehab mm-hmm. inpatient. Um, and that was, again, it was great, honestly. Like it's flexible. You can kind of come in when you need to between like 6 30 in the morning, 9 30 at night. And or morning, and then you just get your patients done and you go home type thing, which is mm-hmm. nice. Um, but yeah, just it was not my cup of tea. I, I'm I'm an outpatient girl. I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> I, I just like that setting. I like the fact that I don't know about you, Pat, but like one of the things I like about outpatient is if patients don't want to be there, guess what? They're just not really going to show up. Yeah. If they at least come most of the time, ninety eight percent of the time, they're going to be doing something. And they're going to be willing to do something. Now, there are those times where patients come in and they don't feel like doing it. They're there just because right now I have a patient who literally says, I'm here because I it's required to get an MRI. MRI, yep. I've, and yeah, those are tough. Absolutely. But yeah, let me tell you, she's on her happen. third treatment and she likes me. <laughs> uh-huh. And she she's willing to do things a little bit more. So, like, the, you know, things can slightly change. But if she truly didn't want to be there, like she just won't show up or impatient. Like you're just getting turned around left and right all the time. It just Mm -hmm. felt like a battle. So that was not my cup of tea. Um, I had a question. I completely forgot it though. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, all the settings you've been in all with, um, 
Orthopedics? Yes, yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. yeah. Very similar yeah, to, all, all, to yeah, our situation. Yeah, Stan, yeah, you're pretty much, you know, uh, I think of my list of patients now, knee, knee replacements, hip replacements, neck pain, back pain, you know, all the standard general orthopedic issues that you see. Hey guys, Laura popping in here. This officially ends part one of three with Pat. Next episode, we'll be discussing his PRN work with what that looks like on taxes, pay, schedule, all the good stuff. So don't forget to tune in on Tuesday for our new episode. And until next time, guys, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and YouTube, and we'll check you out then. Bye.